This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code JROCKLAWNCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock Screen Industry Podcast. Here we are on episode number 90 titled Difficult Times Made Easy. Now, the easiest thing to sort of think when, when you hear this type of title is like, what's the secret sauce? What's the magic button? And like, how do I get through absolutely everything? And that's not how this one rolls. So this is one, I would almost say, element in a mixture of different things to be able to help you get through difficult times. And in this one, I'm talking about machinery. Now, anyone that sort of follows along on the Instagram profile, I did a story earlier this week on Thursday it was, and it was us basically starting a new job. And we started this new contract as such, and everything was lined up. It would, it is probably the biggest grounds, well it is, it's the biggest grounds we currently have to look after. And it needed kind of everything. So it needed both me and Dale, so Dale the lady that works with us, it needed both of us on the job, and it needed both machines running to make it, let's say, profitable, or to have what I had in mind, to be able to be successful with it. And it so it needed everything in on it, needed it to run smooth, and this is our first time on the job, wanting to make an impression. And long story sort of short on this side is both machines end up going down. So to me this is difficult times. Like so when something like this happens when you are taken to a point where everything is sort of down, everything is kind of now against you and you may not have a way out in that moment to be able to carry on what you were trying to do. You can kind of go two ways. You can flap and just get stressed and, you know, curse the world on how <laughs> how it's backing you into a corner and really feel like everything is against you. Or you can reach out to those that can help, think of ways around the situation, adapt and overcome it, and stay in sort of like a positive mind frame so that you can think clearly enough to be able to go do these things and make these changes happen. Now, this might not be a really big commercial farm job. I mean, this one is a kilometre of verges. So from the front gate to the end of the road is one kilometre. And we've got verges both sides. In some areas, it's maybe a metre wide. In other areas, it could be four or five metres wide. And it's got a sort of pond surround. So you go out in a, like an island almost. Uh, you've got woodlands to cut, you've got like walking paths to cut, you've got 
I say formal lawns, you've got open spaced areas and you've got an orchard as well and a couple of rough areas. And, it, and it's compromised of all these things that build up this whole whole bit of land. So it may not be something like this. For you, it could be that you're starting out and you've only got the one mower there. And when it's come to it, there's a problem. The spark plug's gone. Can't get the machine started. And you're like, right, I've got a full day cutting ahead. My only machine's not working. I'm now in the middle of nowhere. I'm already at the client's property. Like, what do I do? It could just be the fact that you've went out and you've had to get in a specialist bit of kit and there's been a problem with that. Or it could be, you know, a range of different things. So at whatever level this is happening on, this sort of hopefully carries the same amount of weight to be able to help. And so with with this one, for us, it was the fact that the small 36-inch zero turn, the stand-on ferris, that went down first. So that had a, on these zero turns, for anyone that's aware of how they work, they work on two different levers. The Basically, the right lever, push forward, will turn the right wheel. The left one, push forward, will turn the left wheel. And vice versa, when you pull them back, it it operates that, that wheel, which helps you turn, accelerate, all the rest of it. And what happened is that on the left lever, the the line, the metal line inside the cabling actually snapped. I thought it was just maybe the bolted went loose and it it had too much space to work back and forward. But when we got there, we pulled up, we fed through the wire, ended up being that the wire had snapped. So as far as I'm aware, I didn't know anything I could do in that moment that would have done a quick repair of that area. I remember speaking of Jack, actually, he was like, oh, I would have used a bit of strimmer line, try to feed it through, reconnect it. And I was like, you know what, that's a bloody good idea. Um, whether that would work or not, I'm not too sure. But apart from suggestions like that, I have got no idea how I would have done that on the spot to get that machine back on the road. And so anyway, we're here, we've got a second machine, we've got a 52-inch zero turn as well. So I got the phone call, I headed up to see if I could fix it, found out I couldn't. I was like, right, well, we've still got the 52, we've got a griller, so we've got the brush cut at the ride-on machine. That is a rear discharge machine, so it's slightly messier of a fit. Well, it is, it's a messier finish, but it is still a good finish. I think it would be very surprising, people seeing how well this machine actually cuts. So I thought, right, I can either go get the machine, or I can just crack on with the 52-inch. Is the 40 minutes I'm going to waste getting to and from this the lock-up to be able to get the machine, load it, come back, get it back in play? Am I going to save 40 minutes worth of work, you know, by just cracking on now and, and, and cutting? Or is it going to be better if I go get it? So we decided just to crack on. Doing this, I maybe cut about a further 200 metres and then we found that the 52-inch tyre had popped, the front caster wheel. So they're almost like dolly wheels, anyone that's never been so close to a zero-turn mower. You've got your two rear, almost like car tyres, let's say, and then your front two are just, they've got no drive in them at all, they're just supporting sort of caster wheels. And one of them caster wheels have been completely flat. To my surprise, thinking that it's a newish machine, I thought they would be solid rubber, rubber, but they're not. So when I seen that they had popped or went flat, I thought they just sort of slipped off the, the caster, you know, the, the actual body of the wheel. And it turns out it hadn't. It had a full-on puncture and it needed fully repaired. Again, stuff we don't carry in the van to be able to do. And this is the part that I mean difficult times made easy. So one thing, and I had this conversation earlier on today, 
and earlier on this week and it was a gentleman asking me questions about which mower to go for and and I'm not going to say his name but if you're listening hello mate I hope you don't mind me sharing this asking me which which mower to kind of go for when you're getting started up and that's a whole range of that's a whole big conversation depending on budgets what type of grass you're cutting are you mulching are you collecting you know all these different things but what we did get on the conversation of that really made me think of this was you know well who's your dealer who's your closest dealer what machines do they supply and the reason why these two stories tie in with one another is because it became really apparent and I've kind of always known the power of this but it became really apparent the power of having a trusted dealer close by that not only one wants to sell you machines because every place you walk into wants to sell you something you know that's no that's no mystery that's no nothing out of this world that you didn't know already but the problem with it is when you're new to the game and when you haven't been into I suppose this industry for so long I almost found it very intimidating so what I was saying to this gentleman about when we we're talking about the moors was when in the very beginning for me before going in to buy something from one of these from one of these dealerships I felt almost a little bit out of place a little bit like I might be judged for not fully having a clue which which machine I want to go for or you know all the specs of this machine over there or and yeah it's just a different industry you're walking to guys that know the ins and outs of these machines and they expect or what I thought they would expect you to as well being the professional walking into the room and slowly what I so what I used to do is I used to always look into the machines really do my research so when I went in I knew what I was looking for that's a smart thing to do, I would say. You know, if you're ever looking to buy something new, do your, do your own research before you take on a recommendation. But what I found with it was just being able to be in there, really nice guys and girls that work in the industrial supplies shop that I go into. And, you know, the bend over backwards are absolutely fantastic. And this is what Difficult Times Made Easy is about. It is about having that support system of people that come can come and help you replace something, get a higher, like on a very quick turnaround, you know, can just all out help you out, you know, or you need this sorted, right, you know, we'll try and hurry things along and get get that sorted for you and get you back onto the lawns, onto the grounds maintenance as quick as possible. And once when you start remembering this or once when you start believing this and seeing this, and for you guys that have been in the industry, guys and girls for, you know, forever, however many amount of years, right, up until, you know, whatever it is. You will already know the importance of having a great dealer that you can take a machine to and they can sort you out or they can advise you correctly. This is more for the people that are just kind of coming through, looking to get into it and don't fully know where to start and they're looking at a lot of the online places to order from. And I used to do this as well. I used to order a lot online and that was down to price because what you'll find is the shops that have got overheads, obviously, they're going to have to charge a little bit higher or closer to the RRP amount than what an online store would because let's say, I don't want to name any of them, but let's say one of these online um, warehouses, they're, they're probably literally a storage warehouse that they come in, they store them, they don't sell anything from that store and they just redistribute online. So their other costs are minimum, all they need is the space for the storage and that's it. You'll have other ones that never actually hold the stock, more than likely. They will receive an order and then they'll order it from somewhere else. And they'll be like the, the middleman, so to speak. 
And so you do, you save a good, and it's a good bit of money. On some machines, I, you know, I've saved 100, 150 quid by shopping online instead of going into the store. And I used to always say, like, if we can get within this amount, you know, 50 quid or whatever it might be, I'm happy to buy it in store. But, like, money's a bit of a thing at the minute, so I need to kind of save it to reinvest in other places. And they would always understand. So the first thing I want you to realise with this, for those that aren't fully to clue with it, is that the power of having a decent dealer is someone that can get you out of terrible situations and also sort you out when you need it the most. And although things are maybe cheaper online, you might want to weigh up the odds of when you get that and you get the warranty through, is it easier that you can just walk into a store and get sorted? So this is really a powerful thing. So whether you're picking your first mower or whether you're looking at your first hedge trimmer or whatever machine or it's several down the line and you don't know which way to go, have a look at those that are in your area. What can they produce for you? How good are they with interacting? Are they helpful? And that is a really powerful thing. So for me, I've been using McGregor's Industrial Supplies for, they're based in Elgin, Inverness and several other areas around North Scotland or around Scotland. And they've been fantastic. I've spent a lot of money in there. I've bought a lot of things through through themselves. And just situations like this really like brings in how good of a dealer they are. So them two machines have just went down. And then like I can't fully do this myself here. So what I'm going to do is I'll ring them up. See if the one they can tow me out because with the drive down, it would not have been easy to get that up on my trailer being a slightly higher trailer. And, you know, within 20 minutes they were on site from me calling them and saying, I've got an issue. About 20 minutes later, they were there looking over. They started loading up the old Ferris, had a look at the wheel, seen that, seen that that one was punctured. And he was like, right, we'll take this one away. We'll be back with the replacement or with this fixed it's like an easy fix half an hour later you you driven driven back sorted the wheel and driven back out and had it fitted so all within around an hour there or thereabouts i was back on the road and this to me was like by this point i went away and i got the brush cutter so i was like right i'll go load up the brush cutter just in case something goes wrong at least we can cut grass you know at a speed not just on a walk behind so for me, this was a really big thing of like, let's try and make this as efficient as physically possible. Like, I do not want to just be standing at the side of the road doing nothing while we wait. So I got the brush cut, uh, the large strimmer that we have out the back of the van. I was like, Dale, can you just strim the verges? I'm going to go get the brush cutter. Therefore, always, something's always getting done. And it did. It came back in. He had it sorted. I was away on the brush cutter by that point after coming back, getting cut and started. Moa got dropped off and then we were back in play. We got the whole job finished in around five hours and it was quoted for around five hours. So even with the massive disruption we had, the overgrown, I say overgrown areas, the longer areas that needed several cuts to bring it down, we were still able to finish the job on time. What I would like to think was because we were efficient in what we were doing. Now you you could argue if you are if you're very handy with fixing machines and stuff that you could just well Sam, why didn't you just like start stripping parts off and try and fix it yourself there and then you could have been back on the road within you know twenty minutes instead of an hour. The thing is what I realize is my own strengths and weaknesses when it comes to things, and I'm very aware that I've got a very basic 
amount of skill when it comes to actually maintenance and sort of fixing of machines. I am, I would love to be better at it, but it's just not something I've put time into yet. And I realise that's got its own power. That would be a significant um, pro to have if I was more efficient at machinery maintenance. But in this case, what I've seen as being very efficient was the fact that we assessed, see that I could do nothing within the realms of my own capability. So I made a phone call, and then instead of just sitting there, we were proactive enough to go, right, start streaming, I'll go get the brush cutter, and we'll make this work. And doing that, it's still seen us basically hit our goal on that day. And it worked out well. But this, for us, was a difficult time. It was it was a moment where I literally couldn't help but laugh. And, you know, I got a few comments after putting that Instagram story up, and people were saying, oh, well, at least you're laughing, or at least you're smiling, or, you know, oh, it's one of them days we all have them. And it was literally that. I just couldn't help but... I was like, this is unbelievable. You know, <laughs> You know, I couldn't help but laugh because it was just typical that this happens but hey we're sent out to be challenged and if things like this didn't happen and it was just smooth sailing it might get a bit of a boring ride you know to have these sort of things chucked in now and again it kind of keeps you humble and keeps you realizing that things can go wrong and by the things like this happening it makes you understand or makes you realize the power of things like having a fantastic dealer on our doorstep that is willing to to go ah the lorry's out, right, we'll take the boss's pickup truck and trailer and we'll make this work for you to help you, okay? Yes, I'm going to get billed for it. No, it wasn't just a favour. But it was the fact that they had the capability or they were willing to just jump out there and help us. So it was massively appreciated. But the difficult times made easy is really about you having a support system and more or less from the start as well, is that you you have this from the beginning when you're trying to make this work, when you're trying to get it off the ground. It is something that you need to, I think, realise that has its own power to it. Like I keep on saying, that if you don't if you don't push to have these relationships within the industry, whether that's other subcontractors, there's this huge strange thing with contractors in the same industry like staring at each other while they're driving by or like you know not liking each other or not wanting to talk and just having this a bit of animosity almost with one another that it should honestly be the opposite way around it should be the fact that you're touching base with each other and going oh mate that's fantastic you know I do a property near there as well how do you find this all right well or would you ever do any subcontracting you know if I had to go away on holiday or something would you be happy to take over xyz location you know and building that up and you know you might not need that but if something did happen or you break a leg or something happens god forbid so what i'm trying to say is that you need to you build these relationships whether it's subcontractors dealers whatever it might be and really make the most out of that because having these relationships can be the thing that gets you through that difficult day difficult time and by building them relationships it can only assist you I can't see how it would do any any damage in any way, case or form. So think about that. Next time you're at it and you're starting out somewhere or if you're moving to a different area, look at it. Look who the dealers are. Look who the what the problems might be and what the solutions might be ahead of time. And from there, hopefully you'll come up with an answer and hopefully you'll find the right people to be able to work with 
in order to make your experience in this industry a whole lot better. Short episode this week, everyone, but I hope it's it's somewhat of a realisation just sharing that story with you in, in what I thought the power of that situation was was in order to get back on the road was by having that relationship and that that dealer to client relationship that was able to make things work. Okay, so I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend there. You all take care and honestly, good in these next few weeks, it's going to be absolutely hectic. So I wish you all the best. Any issues or concerns, please let me know. I am more than happy to do some topic-based episodes on this podcast and also get some people back on as guests. So if you're interested in that, let me know and we will make it happen with the very little time we probably all have spare at the moment. Okay, everyone. Well, I'm going to finish off by letting you listen to this week's sponsor, Cook Crew Competitions. Also, on their side, they have just released another new product again, which I seen the other night, which was the Ego Battery Box. But they're constantly doing stuff. So again, check them out. So till next time, everyone. Take care. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Cut Crew Competitions proudly sponsors the Green Industry Podcast. Cut Crew Competitions gives you the chance to win high-end commercial equipment for as little as 99 pence. We pride ourselves on high-chance competitions and even instant wins, with 10% of all sales going to the winner's chosen charity. So, is your name going to be next on the winner's wall? There's only one way to find out. Visit the link in the description and head over to cutcrewcompetitions.co.uk to enter today. Use the discount code GREENINDUSTRY for 10% off. Good luck and we'll see you on the winner's wall soon.